Welcome, I, everyone, to the Adultish Podcast presented by Fanbolt.com. Fanbolt.com for all your nerd news needs. Uh, Adultish is a web series on the Footprint Network. Check it out at footprint.tv. And we are coming to you today from the Shared Universe Podcast. Hello, everyone. I'm Brendan Sokler. I'm David Ray. Way to bring up that energy, David. <laughs> this is Michael Zapsick. Woo! And I am Ming Chen. And guys, I am Bevan. If you happen to be still with us after technical difficulties and following us along on Facebook Live, let me know. Talk to me. Have questions for the guys. I am listening. I am here with you. We are talking Deadpool 2 again. We are spoiling it. If you have not seen it and you don't mind being spoiled, stick around. If you do, well, you know. Yeah, you may want to fuck it, off. But uh, yeah, you may want to fuck off. Okay, great. Uh-huh. May. May. May want to fuck off. Well, I mean, no, some people don't, don't care. Right. It is the month for May want to fuck off. It is the month of... Oh, <laughs> get out. Okay. Yeah, real quick, you can raise that mic if you want. Just No, <laughs> it's adjustable. Just you're bending down. You're like you're like it's a midget or something. Turn the knob to a you know lefty Lucy. Do it right in yes, the middle. No, grab the shaft. What the hell do you do? Grab the pull shaft. It up, pull it up. And what do you do to midget? Pull it up. Pull it up. <laughs> oh God! There you hey, go. there you go. we figured there it out. Go. Ming, what is your favorite comment? That probably sounded great on right the audio. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure your right parents now, are like real proud. Issue, jeez, uh, um, man, any of the Dark Knight's metal uh, issues were pretty awesome. I'm and, a um, college grad. I like and I like them even more. No, they want some like really amazing cosplay that I saw this weekend. So, oh, that's cool. Yeah. What was your favorite? Do you have a top memorable Ooh. cosplay? Oh, this week? Yes, sir. Um, uh, uh, this. Well, you already see the dudes doing the Hawkman, but this dude had a series like ten foot wings. Really? With, like, wow. It looked like real feathers, and like he killed an ostrich. Like he really went all out. You probably killed like a bald eagle or something because you wanted to be all that. Possibly, yeah. Fun fact: that guy actually has wings, and this is the only time of year he can feel himself. Yeah, it was great. He didn't even win. (laughs) Oh Oh, man, I want to give a quick shout out to Ming because Ming went and bought me some chai from the stash, and I've been drinking it. Thank you very much. Yeah, there's honey, there's like cream. I don't know how you take it. We need we need milk and Splenda, and then we're perfect. Splenda? Yeah, that's what I said. Poison, dude. I don't care. All sugar is poison. It's fine. No, sexy, no, sexy poison. When there was a result of uh, cameras shifting one molecule over, they were developing rat poison. Hey, I might get superpowers because of it. <laughs> I'm wondering how that first is taste death test a happened. Superpower? <laughs> okay. Well, Lady once. Death is apparently big in Thanos's eyes, so you know. Oh, that, no, no, that's we just call her. Death. This does oh, ties in. This does tie. You may get cancer worse than uh, uh, Wade Wilson. So. That's true. Sexy, sexy. And then I can become cancer. the Lady Deadpool. It's fine. <laughs> Lady Deadpool. So, so, so this is the most rambly start to our podcast it's been uh, been a while yeah and not only that but we've also been quite frustrated with the technical difficulties so just blowing off a little steam there we go so so uh d-ray can we come in with the nerd news and zap can we get the fun sound effect you were making for it (laughs) (laughs) all right that was excellent thank you so uh everybody here uh so spider-man homecoming came and went wonderful movie infinity war came he's dead but apparently there's going to be a sequel already in the works so why does it matter let's find out jake gyllenhaal is in talks now to play mysterio in the upcoming sequel of dead spider-man what do we think about that can jake gyllenhaal make mysterio a interesting can jake gyllenhaal be a cackling buffoon like mysterio and c is mysterio relevant that's, that's oh, 
weird echo. Bevin, no. You know what I mean. Well, I've seen Bubble Boy, and I assume he can be a cackling idiot from seeing that. Okay. But I'm also going to say, maybe maybe they just keep Tom Holland dead. Maybe that's why we have a solo Venom movie. Spider <laughs> dust. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a Mysterio homecoming? Yeah, Mysterio homecoming. Venom will be there. They won't fight each other because why? Mysterio is I a, can't quit you. He's an illusionist, correct? He's yes. Just, it's just he tricks. He is a Hollywood special effects artist. And that's it. That's it. I, I would With personally... a fishbowl on this fucking head. They never explain the reason for that getup, or do they? No, they just think it's... Uh, Steve Ditko was on massive amounts of drugs. <laughs> That's possible. Fair enough. Looks cool. Yeah, cool it looking, does. It's cool. Oh, yeah, one of the coolest looking uh, costumes in comics. Yeah, I mean, right up there with... Uh, what's it? Black Manta. Like, Black Manta. They're of a similar over... Overall. Weird shit on your head. Yeah, it's true. Um, I'm personally pretty jazzed for it. Gyllenhaal rarely lets me down. He was super good in Nightcrawler, which had nothing to do with comics, but I thought... Yeah, I I was so bummed out. I'm like... How, why the fuck isn't he teleporting? He's not bamfing. Yeah, no bamfing at all. No, he could catch these stories a lot easier if he teleported. <laughs> Bam, seriously. And where's the blue fur for Christ's sake? Bamf. I feel fucking disappointed. But honestly, so, so honestly, Jake Chillenall did disappoint you once. So yes, all right. So With his lack of superpowers. So Mysterio could be a bummer. Yeah, and if they don't go with the fishbowl head, because you got to go with the fishbowl head. You have to. Mm-hmm. You have to. If you don't. Then it's like, well, you can't because all these superhero movies, they have the mask and then five minutes later they take it off so they can talk and show their pretty faces because that's where the money suck. is. That's, then it's, it, it's a, how do you sell Mysterio with just his regular face? I don't even know what the you guy know, looks you like. Just have, you just have his head keep popping in and out in forms of mist. Like, I think that would be fine. It's not going to be like a galactic cloud. It's going to be like Zordon. Yeah. Just a human-sized Zordon. Rangers, I need you to go out and get me a pack of smokes. That's really thwip. fucking on point, Mike. Swip, <laughs> swip. Uh, moving on. Moving on. Everybody remembers uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, correct? Yes, somewhat. And then I have the power. You have the power. And then who was his cousin? Shira, Princess of Power. So apparently, Shira is coming back Woo! to the cartoon world. Yep. Uh, there's a new one sheet available now with a full cast bio and a production still of the whole voice cast coming up. Shira, Princess of Power will be a new cartoon on what channel? Netflix. Fantastic. Yes, sir. I have one question. Uh, Wasn't there like sexual tension between He Man and She Ra before they found out they were brother and sister? Uh, Yeah, it's a Luke Leia situation, isn't it? It was. It was pretty. Hor- horrid yeah. when they turned out to be brother and sister and it and yet evoked, and yet here we, we, here yet we, here are. we are here we are yeah, and they will really delve into that uh, we're kind of hoping uh, this, this Netflix will be tagged X folks so oh, dear keep you the want kids an away. adult She-Ra Netflix dude they came series? close <laughs> with want, He-Man uh, and She-Ra back in the day you, are, you want like a Rick and Morty flavored that, that Christmas She-Ra? that Christmas special was Fucked up. Pretty bad. Well, but it worked for Rick Wait, and Morty. Wait, there's so. a Shira Christmas special? Well, that's when they when He-Man and her met. Uh-huh. Like, it was in a special, TV special. Uh-huh. Anyway, the point is, Shira Princess of Power could be a hot ticket because I feel like that character has less to explain in terms of the name than He-Man. I think He-Man, if you were to bring him back, 
it'd be a hard sell because the name He-Man is kind of dumb now. Yeah. It always was dumb, but we sort of accepted it because it was the first time it happened, second time around. Yeah. I think it should be Prince Adam and the Masters of the Universe or just Masters of the Universe. Either way, He-Man's got to go, name-wise. You're, you're rebranding He-Man? I am rebranding now? it. Seriously, after, how can you do how that? After 30 years of him being named he- as He-Man. How do you sell He-Man uh, nowadays? It's already sold, dude. Ah. 35 years. It's already so, sold. Yeah. Ah. Speaking of rebranding, yes, sir. I think David, you know where I'm going with this. Thundercats roar! Oh my God, my ears, my ears. So, no, your childhood, your childhood. That's true. <laughs> so Thundercats, the '80s classic with what really is just 20 minutes of filler after seeing an award-winning introduction for the last uh, couple of years. Now, from the creators of, from what I understand, is Adventure Time maybe or Being Puppycat. It actually looks like Steven Universe. But yeah, it yeah. looks very Steven yeah. Universe. I'm getting a lot of, uh, head, uh, Fred Hembeck vibe here, but maybe that's just me. That is just you. Okay. And the fact that I have to explain to people who Fred fucking Hembeck is out there who are like, who the fuck is Fred you fucking Hembeck? He's a legend. He's a legend. <laughs> well, comic his book own ideas, yes. Comic book legend. We saw him in a minor league baseball game. <laughs> <laughs> legend. Drawing sketches for the kids. Yes. Taking and the tip jar, <laughs> taking tips, folks. So, what is the creator of uh, this new show so, called? This um, gentleman. It is so the exe- executive producer is Victor Courtright, told right? Entertainment Weekly uh, that uh, I think that the world that they built le- lends itself really well to comedy because of how silly and crazy outlandish those ideas are, and some of those ideas. Ideas, those settlings. You have are. cat people fighting mummies who have henchmen that are frogs. I cease to see what's silly about this. <laughs> yes. That being said, the passion, it, it seems like a passion project from the creator based on his body language and his enthusiasm for the 80s cartoon and the original material. He knows his shit. I'm, I'm waiting to, I'm reserving judgment on it. Correct. Because Ditto. I honestly do think. Like the little Brendan, eight-year-old Brendan, who mixed booberry and Frankenberry to have the ultimate sugar high, would probably enjoy this. So mm. I'm, I'm going to give it a whirl. I'll see what happens. Why don't you just eat a five-pound bag of sugar? Yeah, right. <laughs> What's wrong with you? You assume I have it, Mike. <laughs> no, I mean back then. I know you did about ten minutes ago because I watched you. I'm ready to go, man. Give some sight beyond sight. Moving yeah, on. Right. Please. Moving on, please. We got to get to Debbie. Now for the, I guess, main dish, right? Yeah, yeah main dish. Main dish. Spoilers. Oh, wait. We, we have a... Oh, what? On, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come in with... Uh, 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 Gotham. Oh, uh, what happened to it? It's it's gonna it's gonna end. It's gonna end. Yay! Uh, there there has been an order for uh, some episodes. Uh, to we, finish, we we don't really know how much, but you know what we do know is if you feel a hole in your heart for Gotham leaving, you can check oh, out man. Pennyworth on no. Epics, focusing on the early no. life of Alfred, no. played by. Who knows? Who knows? We don't, don't Some care. English bastard. <gasps> what Some if English it bastard. what if it is Michael Caine just in young age makeup? Young age like Michael Douglas? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be Some people just want to see the world burn. burn. That's his only line. The whole he's series. The, he's got the big glasses. Oh, that'd be dope. Uh, no, Master Wine. On what on what uh, service is this? Uh, epics, epics, epics. So you know that channel that you're told guys. You guys know watching. if you know Crackle, then you know Epics. <laughs> <laughs> and if you don't know either, you're in the vast majority of <laughs> yeah, people. Exactly. Um, yeah. So there's that. Are you getting the Lando? Is that your big dish? 
Oh, Lando? I'm all, I'm always, I'm all about Lando. Yeah, always. so let's talk about Lando for a second. So uh, it was recently announced by one of the Kazans, I think it was Lawrence, that Lando is pansexual. Good for him. Which also, like... Makes perfect sense. I, I was introduced to this idea by a fanboy posting on Edge of Nerd going, No! It's like based on what uh, uh, on his he, he sexual like, identity crisis. Yeah, and then he hadn't seen it in in the show in the movies, and I was just like, "Bro, if you're in space, you're probably pan." Because like, the, you also know, you're galactic sexual. Yeah, is what? Exactly. Oh, there we go. There's a more proper. Uh, it should be. Like, you should be galactic sexual. Are they? Are they like looking at? Oh, he wasn't that an empire. It's like an empire. He was helping a smuggler friend, hitting on a princess, defying an empire, all in a day's job of Lando Calrissian, space smuggler, super cool guy. The last thing on his mind is getting some poon right at that moment. No. There's no way you can understand who he or is. Paul. Yeah, or Paul. That's true. Saber, I believe, might be the appropriate okay. term. Lando Calrissian is Galactic Prince. That's all yeah. it is. And you don't That's think it. he fucked a hut? Yeah. Galactic Prince is like one of the most accurate. He's Prince in space. Great. And all, and Prince was already in space, but you know that's that's another twenty minutes. It was in but, his mind. Yeah. Space, all right. Yeah. So David, um, main event. What we got? So uh, uh, spoilers ahead, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, spoilers. Everyone in this room saw Deadpool two, and we're about to rip it apart. Pros and cons, likes and dislikes, and the such. Take it away, Brendan. <laughs> well, actually, no, we're going to take oh, it away stop. to Mike Zapzik. Okay. Oh, oh. Sorry. All right, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you out there who have no idea who the fuck Cable is. Oh, yes. And that's the vast majority of it. It actually is shocking how many people don't it know who is. It is insane. Um, our man, Josh Brolin, was born in Napa. Valley, California. No, he, I have no idea where he was born. I don't really give a rat's ass. He is the son of uh, James Brolin. And And the stepson step of uh, Yentl herself. Yentl, Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Fun fact, Barbara. these two guys right here, David Ray and Brendan Silkler, did not know that. Why would we know that? You should know that. Why would we know that? You should know that. Okay, so Kate, getting down to the character of Cable. Yes. Cable is the offspring of Scott Summers and... Jean Grey. Nope. No, cross that out. The clone of Jean Grey, Madeline Pryor. Dun, dun, dun. So, um, Jean Grey went batshit crazy. Phoenix, Dark Phoenix, <laughs> ended up killing herself in X-Men 137. Scott Summers, devastated, left uh, the X-Men for a time. Um, met a woman who was not Jean Grey, but, but looked like just like her. Her name was Madeline Pryor. She... Oddly enough, flew for her uh, for his grandparents' airline up weird. in Alaska. That's weird. Uh, how many people have grandparents who have an airline? Not me. Not me. I'm my Fun grandfather. Fact, my grandparents don't have an airline. It's, it is yeah. my my <laughs> grandfather had um, a shitload of like those AA one day chips, but that's about it. So. They meet. They fall in love. They get married. Uh, Scott thinks that she's the reincarnation of Jean Grey. She's not. It was all a uh, plot by Mastermind, because Mastermind, who was an X-Men villain, hated Jean Grey and the rest of the X-Men, but Jean Grey especially because Jean Grey drove him fucking bug shit in the Dark Phoenix saga. He was so, in love. He, yeah. Well, he was, he was smitten. <laughs> he was smitten. And uh, so we've, we come to find out later on during the... Uh, Mutant Marauder saga that um, 
Maddie, as she likes to be called, mm. is actually Aww. a clone of Jean Grey. Made by? Made by Mr. Sinister. Yep. So Comics right. are weird, gang. It is. So, <laughs> we'll uh, twists and turns here. That's First we time them. we... And we're not even close to being oh, done. No, I, yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So um, Maddie went uh, completely fucking nuts in Inferno. And so the X-Men had to kill her. Because what else are you going to do with someone who's batshit crazy? Yeah. Institutionalized? Them? No. Okay. Not when they've got that kind of power. Baby. Take them to Arkham Asylum? No. Mm, uh, yeah, right. The, the revolving door that is <laughs> Arkham Asylum. <laughs> right. yeah. So they ended up uh, killing her. The baby was safe and uh, adopted, quote unquote, by Gene and Scott. Right. Okay, so... While they were in X-Factor, the original X-Men got back together, and they created something called X-Factor, hmm. which was their, their first... Original roster. Yeah, the original roster, it was Iceman, Beast, Angel, Cyclops, and Marvel Girl. So their, their cover were they were mutant hunters. Huh. And they would go out and look for mutants and take them back because the X-Men were all sorts of hanging out with Magneto and just being all sorts of... Jackassy. Mm. Yeah, it's true. So Storm had a mohawk. They were yeah, like that, it was weird. <laughs> it was a weird time. It was the nineties. What mm. can you say? It was the eighties, actually. Late eighties. Late eighties, early nineties. Jim Lee started drawing. What? That's hey, let me get that. That's embarrassing. Mom. Why don't, why no, don't you no dad? dad. dad. <laughs> tell tell that Zapsick boy that speed it up. I gotta get to bed. <laughs> so um Apocalypse kidnaps. Baby Nate. It's his name is Nathan. Nathan. Nathan, Nathan Summers. Summers. Nathan Summers. Nathan Summers. Nathan Gray Summers. Nathan Charles Summers. I think it was Jeez. Nathan Christopher Charles Summers. <laughs> he had a long fucking name. Yeah. And these people aren't even Christian, so I don't. <laughs> even know. So, um, kidnapped by Apocalypse, injected with a techno organic virus. Techno organic viruses, people, not something to fuck with. You don't want to be, you know, skin popping any techno organic viruses. So wear a condom, everybody. Yeah, wear a condom. <laughs> <laughs> The, the, he was a baby, for God's sake. <laughs> so, uh, essentially, what this techno organic virus did, it um, chewed on his flesh and yeah. uh, made him more into a machine. He was twisted and evil. Yeah. So, uh, to save his life, they had to send him into the future, like 40,000 years into the future. So, uh, that's. That's what every thinking father would do. It's like, all right, my baby's going to die, or I send him into the future. Send him into the future. And so he came back like 10 minutes after, and he was a grown-up dude with, yep. with a robot arm. Uh-huh. Uh, that really funky eye star thing. Uh-huh. and All the guns in the world. And, and grayer hair than me. Yeah. yeah. So, and that was Cable. And that, that's he very gray. He learned way. how to fight. Yeah. He learned how to fight very well. And that's what he was. And he's, he's a very powerful telekinetic and telepath, but he uses um, the majority of his power to keep his techno-organic uh, virus in check. And, that, and that's not explained at all in Deadpool 2. Which not is at all. You. So, yeah. <laughs> there, there's um, just an assumption that, like, if you were going into this and you have seen the trailers, you probably have wikied who the fuck Cable is. Right. Now, uh, mind not? you, if you have done that you might still be confused because because it's thanos as well yeah it's a weird fucking story <laughs> yeah it's it's absolutely 
Yeah. Mind fucking. And if you include the Age of Apocalypse, that's even more batshit. Yeah. And you include Strife, that's even more stuff. We're not. Yes, because there are multi multiple clones of each of these guys. So he's the offspring of a mutant and a clone Hmm. Mm -hmm. of a mutant. Yeah. Yeah. So and in the an evil in the in the Age of Apocalypse. Nate Gray, who is ostensibly Cable, is actually um, the melding of Scott Summers and Jean Grey. So minus the virus, minus minus the virus. Weird. So he's a floaty, super lean, cool dude looking guy yeah. with a leather jacket. He had a leather jacket. It was blue, blue and yellow leather yeah. jacket. It was cool. I like why the fuck X-Man. not? Because eighty nine, ninety one, ninety ninety one, and ninety two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that sort of shit. Yes. Weird, cool. weird era, my friend. Okay, and with so, all that in mind, it comes back to Deadpool. Deadpool. Yeah. Deadpool. So yeah, we have the history that you need for this. Let's start off with general reactions to the shock of no one. I liked it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I know. The take. <laughs> so hot. Wow. Um, but I thought that there were a lot of elements of this that made it better than the original in some ways. Um, I thought the direction from the guy who did John Wick made the fight sequences cooler, more comedic, more intricate. Mm-hmm. I thought the meta theatrical elements of how Deadpool breaks the fourth wall and is self aware mm-hmm. uh, were more true to the comics in this one. And I liked all the characterizations from the auxiliary characters. It was a damn fine movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Ming, what do you think? I, uh, allow me to brag here for a moment, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I got to attend a very special screening uh, while I was out on the, uh, on the West Coast. Uh, I went to Comic-Con Revolution, uh, Ontario, California this weekend, and they held a very special screening where you got to watch it with uh, Fabian Nietzsche. 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 This, really? Because his brother doesn't call him it that. All right, maybe they're at, Yeah, he, uh, he, he confirmed it for Nietzsche. Nietzsche. Uh, co-creator of Deadpool. Um, and he, uh, it was like, there was a brief Q and A before the screening. So he said a couple of interesting things. One, he said he never intended Deadpool to be a comedic character. It was a, really? it was a mashup between Spider-Man and the Punisher. Okay. That was their intention. And really no death stroke in there at all. Not even a little bit. That's, that's what he said. Yeah. So, no yeah. death stroke in there. <laughs> Wade Wilson, Slade Wilson. Sorry. Uh, no. Okay. Right. Good yeah. That's, that's what he said. So I, I found that I found that pretty interesting. All right, Fabian. And um, and he said he hasn't really read Deadpool ever since he stopped writing it. So I thought that was pretty interesting as well. That being said, he loves both movies. So he he was very. Uh, of course he does. He's fucking picking up a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, then, I, um, I, if I gave, if I crapped out something. I don't think and I made money. And I Are made you saying money. they crapped it out? Um, so derivative. But he started to take on a life of his own. Right. He was, and I don't think anyone out there can say that this was not almost wholly stolen from DC Comics. Oh, sure. Oh, come on. Of course. Yeah. For God's sure, sure. It is Slade Wilson, yeah. Wade Wilson. Exactly. Yeah. Like yeah. A lot of, yeah. The yeah. parallels might be in there somewhere. Yeah, someplace. Yeah. So. Yeah, and uh, you know, he also said, you know, this is not all my creation. Obviously, you know, him, Rob, um, Liefeld, of course. You know, and uh, you know, it was it was a it was a team effort. It was a collaborative effort, of <laughs> yeah. course. And Wheezy which Simonson, I'm sure, he threw some. Uh, yeah, which yeah, I thought was cool. You know, he gave credit to everybody. Okay. So I, th- I thought that was except awesome. for you know Marv Wolfman and George Perez, who created 
you know, Deathstroke. Yeah. You know? But that's and, okay. Um, after the screening, we all went to a Mexican restaurant. We ate chimichangas, which I thought it was cool. Nice. But that's bad. The question inevitably came up. I was like, well, why chimichangas? Where did you get that from? And I thought the story was great. It all traces back to a early 90s Saturday Night Live sketch uh, where Jimmy Smith was the guest. And um, I think they all, they're all in a boardroom at, um, at a, like a news station. And the, uh, the, the, the main hook of the joke is uh, all the white people in the room were overpronouncing all the Latino words. Oh, yeah. So, oh. you know, it was like, you know, oh, you know, I just did a story on the Contras and the Sandinistas. Mm. Oh, and no. Jimmy Smith is like, are you guys making fun of me? And like, it's, it's everybody. But um, a lunch order comes and like, who are the Jimmy Jongas? <laughs> and apparently that's stuck in Fabian's head for whatever reason. Yeah. And uh, I thought that was funny. I love that sketch. I don't know if any of you guys have seen it, but you can YouTube it. And it'll pop up, but I'm like, that's where you, that's where you freaking got it from. That's crazy. I just thought he really loved Mexican food, but um, he was like, no, I don't. I hate chimichangas. He wouldn't. He wouldn't even. He wouldn't even look at them. Wow. Yeah, they're just that's too just associated wrong. with him now. Yeah. <laughs> but sure. that being said, what I think of the movie, come on, man, one word, Juggernaut. Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> juggernaut was. This is my favorite depiction of Juggernaut. Period. Maybe outside mm-hmm. of the, the cartoons, the the parody of the cartoons. The, okay. This is Juggernaut, bitch. Oh, <laughs> Vinnie Jones. Yeah. <laughs> Not, no, no. The Vinnie Jones parodying the parodying was the worst thing I've ever seen. Yes, uh, I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. Yeah, that it was, was bad. some of the most stilted, awkward. God awful shit I've ever seen. Yeah, I'm not gonna say anything against Vinnie Jones because the dude he could kick. He's your literally ass. The, he has the real you juggernaut to this mic. Your ass. It's true. No. He could take my ass and bludgeon someone. Yeah. He could beat my ass with your right. ass. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, so that's why I'm going to say, you go to town on Vinnie Jones, do whatever Vinnie you want. Vinnie Jones, you motherfucker. Yeah, if you ever want to come on this pod and talk you shit with me. Jimmy Chunga hating motherfucker. <laughs> Brennan behind you. <laughs> but I had no idea. My ass! Gonna, no idea it was going to be in the movie. I think there's like a real quick shot in the trailer, but you know, if you're not breaking it down frame by yeah, frame, if you're you not don't doing, see it. Uh, see, the, bi- the build-up to that character, where before they re- reveal that it is Juggernaut, I thought it was going to be Strong Guy. Or for, yeah, some for, people. I saw the, the head. Blob, and I was like, yeah, it's gonna be strong. It's guy. gonna be strong guy because I was like, oh, full X Force roster is gonna be in the movie, yeah. and I was like, oh no, that was a good surprise. Did See, I was hoping it. for sixty three year old Hulk Hogan to disappear <laughs> to real American. Well, I was like, <laughs> what other what other X Men characters are just big guys? Like, there's really. Bob. Blob, no, yeah, but Blob, Blob ain't guy. fast, man. That's very true. Blob that would be great. It's like the Hulkster's back, <laughs> brother. <laughs> I Oof. love every bit of that. It would have broken the movie. Yeah, no, <laughs> actually, Shattered no. It's it. Deadpool. There's nothing that can no, break that. That's movie. absolutely right. If Mickey Mouse decided to trot across the screen, take a dump, <laughs> it would still be completely within the confines. Deadpool <laughs> three, 2020. Everybody, <laughs> yes. Um, Bevan, what you think? Uh, go to me last. Okay, all right. We'll get back. She's to still it. watching. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone's, everyone's looking at Zapsick. All right. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it very much. Um, Unfortunately, when you you take a character like, like Deadpool and you give him a tragic origin story, because mm-hmm. he goes and he's like, "I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be a contract killer for good," mm-hmm. and he goes and he murders a whole shitload of people, which I I sympathize with. I, yeah. I you know, I I've, I've been there. I've been there. Wanted to do it. The Zapsix killed a lot of really bad people. Of course, but uh, when it comes back and it bites you on the ass the way it did. Mm. It's like oh, and uh, her name is Marina Marina Bakarin. Something yeah, from Firefly. Something. Yeah. Yes, yeah. she's yep, you got it. 
absolutely stunning, gorgeous, yeah. and you're like, oh, she died. And you knew it was coming. Yeah, a mile away. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, that shot, just you, you're tracking, you're like, do, 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 do. You know, I'm, I've got like three minutes to yeah, yeah. Yeah, kill before she dies. So, yeah, oh, wow, there she is. Yep. Um, very attractive young lady. Yep. Um, she sort of looks like a Klingon there, but uh, not <laughs> possibly not the best picture. Not the kindest Wikipedia. Wikipedia picture. No. For a person who I'm like, this uh, this is her version of a bad picture, and it still comes out like I that. I know. It's, it's amazing. But... Um, and then he goes into his depression and goes and, you know, hangs out with the X-Men. I think that that was lovely. Yeah. And uh, the parody of the X-Men, you know, with this the um, the Cerebro helmet oh, that he yeah. had on. He's like, smells like Patrick Stewart. Yeah. yeah. Like, My wife wanted to know why they didn't use James McAvoy. I'm like, because he's James fucking McAvoy. And Patrick Stewart is Sir Patrick Stewart. And Household Patrick Stewart up. probably has a more distinct smell. Something like Earl Grey tea. <laughs> and an and old man farts. <laughs> no offense, Sir Patrick. I, I happen to love you. Please come on the show. Yeah, yeah, so yes, Patrick, if you want to come on the show and more talk than welcome. shit Doors with open. Me. If you want to come on this show and beat, beat my ass with Brendan's ass, you're welcome <laughs> to. You're more than welcome. But um, I, I thought that the, the jokes were funny. Yeah. I, that's, and, and it was so Ryan Reynolds. Yes. It was so waiting. He he has he has a writing credit on this one, which I don't nope. think he had on the last one. No, I don't think so. So I think this was aggressively him in this. At, I maybe. heard it was a he just ad libbed, and there he ad libbed so much. They're like, "Well, we gotta give you a writing credit now." Yeah, because you wrote the whole you just wrote the whole movie by talking, just by not shutting up. Yeah, yeah. his gift. Yep. What about you, David? Uh, I liked it. I think it was a better version of the first movie. It follows the same themes in terms of like making a point of movie number one is a love story, movie number two is a family film, and like both, they end specifying exactly that theme at the very end. He goes through depression in both movies, so it basically goes through a lot of the symptoms in both movies, only this one had a better budget, better fighting. And more funnies, more X Men, and extremely more X Men, and more inside baseball uh, in terms of the comic book stuff. Minus a little bit of cable backstory, a lot of X Force, and Rob Liefeld jabs, which was excellent. Yes, they Uh, really sent him up in this movie. This was great. They gave Cable a fanny pack. It's the ultimate fucking pouch joke. Yeah. So uh, it's a it's a better version of the first movie to me. So very entertaining. Other than like him seeing a kangaroo and being like, ah, nature's Rob Liefeld joke. Yes. <laughs> Which oh. I think is the real ultimate. Oh. Can't draw feet for shit. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, Bev. Uh, so I, I did like it, but I was saying in the car that I think Deadpool works really well marketing wise, and he's a really great person. I compared him to Puck a little bit from a Midsummer Night's Dream. He's a great character that can come in and. I would have much rather you'd Puck. said Alpha Flight, yeah, but Puck okay. Alpha Flight, yeah. I'm yeah. Just waiting like, for he's Puck. Like the Puck of, uh, the waiting for that. Well, like I feel like I would. He would work almost better if he was somebody that just trolled the cinematic universe the way the marketing handles it. I feel like the marketing of Deadpool is in fact better than the film itself. Yes, because, actually, that's that's a good point. Um, so therefore, in a sense, I find the film, while it's really, really good, um, it's exhausting sometimes to me. It was. It um, was. I t- fell asleep twice. Like, Did you? Yes. Like it, it's one of those things where I love the funnies, I love the meta, and I think the meta works better 
in commercials and trailers doses. and smaller dosage like when he comes out of left field in like stuff that we're used to seeing like like the Celine Dion music video hilarious the marketing of like uh, I think it was Target or Walmart that just like rebranded a lot of DVD covers mm-hmm. to have Deadpool in it perfect um, him even on Instagram and Twitter just trolling Hugh Jackman hilarious the mid credits was my favorite part yes. because it was just little vignettes of Deadpool just trolling his past mm-hmm. that to me I, I didn't even really need to watch the entire movie I could have just watched the mid credit scene and just watched a bunch of trailers yeah, it yeah. begs the question like the archetype of Deadpool is an antagonistic, pesky, annoying character who's bothering everyone around him. In the first movie, we hadn't really seen anything like it, so the novelty was very much there. But is it something where he's a bit overexposed by the fact that he is this antagonistic character that's being put in a hero role with a tragic backstory who's also a hitman? Like, are you setting him up to not be in his natural element by doing this? Mm, you are. And I, I think we can all say yes to a certain degree. Now, does that make me not want to watch it? No. It's great. Well, it's, it's an entertaining movie. Uh, well, uh, I'm going to just jump into a con since we're already, like, you know, being like how it's it has its problems. It is a predictable as fuck movie. In the superhero genre? It, yeah. It, it, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. David, how dare you take uh, that... Uh, these takes, of, it's, it's so hot. It's I know, my God. predictable to the fact where it's like when we see the two Pop-Tarts in the oven and he's depressed, we know, we have, I knew exactly why. Yeah. She's dead. Yeah. From the moment that he's sat in her apartment and he's not, and she's not there, you know she's dead. And then he blows himself up. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to explain what happened. And already, I don't care. But it's funny. So I stick around. <laughs> yep. And you paid for your ticket. No, I didn't. Okay. Movie pass. Movie pass. Oh. <laughs> but. Yeah. But it did very well, as uh, Ming Chen has up here on the weekend movie. box office. It did $125 million, which is not as good as the first Deadpool, which did $132 million. It did knock off Infinity War from its four-week reign. But Infinity War, of course, still did very well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but that's just uh, for most sequels. Uh, there's there's a, there's a slight drop off. I mean, that's barely that's not even barely a blip yeah. On it's the pretty negligible so. uh, in the grand scheme of things. And considering that you still have Avengers: Infinity War in theaters, like there's still people going to see that that I haven't fucking seen. Yeah, it. I gotta see I it a second yeah. time. Question to the table: that. Did anybody have kids in their theater? I brought my children. No, no. no. <laughs> when I mean kids, I mean. Under teenage years, there, there was a baby in uh, in our screening. Yes, there was a five year old, a six year old, and like a ten year old in my theater. I was like, "What Great is parenting. going on with you parents right now?" So my friend Ethan, they make a uh, basic instinct joke with a child's penis. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. My friend Ethan posted about being in a screening where there was like a eight year old with his mom, and the eight year old just like. Mama, we about to see Deadpool? She's like, yes, son, you're going to have to cover your eyes for the parts that I tell you to. And then Ethan just leans over. He's just like, you do know what this movie is. Superhero movie, right? He's going to have to cover his eyes and ears for like more than half the movie. At which He's point, literally torn in half. Yeah. At which point she just literally sighed and went... Mother of the year. <laughs> it's rated R, lady. <laughs> it's like... Dun, 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 dun. It's rated R. Uh, yeah. 
I mean, okay. So the violence in this, I would say, is also a bit more, a bit more graphic, yeah. possibly. Yeah. And that's coming from when a movie had someone disemboweled in like the opening minutes of Deadpool One. Yes. Yeah. No, well, this one, the, the opening, the opening, like the first ten minutes has a montage of Deadpool on a contract killing Bonanza, which is like. Seeing, seeing what he does best, which is like take jobs, kill people. That's a good three minutes of the opening scene, and you get to see Deadpool in its element. Very nice. A lot of necks being you know torn apart, yep. ripped open, people heads lopped off. A big uh, syndicate was dismembered in front of us. It was great. And then uh, you get Juggernaut tearing people apart, literally guts flying everywhere. Yeah, it's a little violent. It's a little violent. A little gory. I got to say one thing, though. I'm really happy for Bob Layton because um, Russell, that was his creation. Really? Yeah. Oh, he's getting a paycheck. Yeah, right? We like it when you. Bob gets paid. That's, uh, that's Rusty. Rusty, uh, <clears throat> what was his last name? Rusty Collins, All who right. was in X Factor 1. You know, I believe at the bar the other night I ordered a Rusty Collins, and he's pretty good. <laughs> I'm telling you. <sighs> that's, a, that's a Tom Collins. No, allow me. Tom Collins using water from Flint, Michigan. Yes. Oh, Russell mm. Collins. Topical. Ming, you're following Brendan now. <laughs> uh, we'll be here all week, everybody. So, uh, let's see. Let's go through this a little bit. The cameos were also crazy in I, this movie. I have a full list of, them, of references in case you anybody... Go to town. Let's go. There's like yeah. 58 of them in pop culture references. So, of course, we have Logan. Yes. Yep. Which was hilarious. We have 9 to 5... Yes, that was great. Bambi, I don't know where. Did anybody catch the Bambi reference? Well, let's just go for the cameos because there's 58 references. <laughs> yeah, let's not do the. Okay, they, they mentioned the the killing Bambi's mom. And yeah, the, that's right. So Brad oh, okay. Pitt, Brad Pitt yes, was the, the Invisible Man. Was Vanisher? Yep. Yeah. Right. Was Vanisher an actual Marvel character? Yes, he was with okay. the shittiest costume ever. Somebody, Ming, can you pull up the okay. original Vanisher's costume? I can. Please take keep, a look keep at talking this. While I, uh, keep talking while All right, I... Keep talking. He's up. typing. Uh, Vanisher was a... He was in X-Men number two. Um, this that's, Vanisher? Oh, yes, that but guy. not that one. Grab me an image of a better image. I will. Keep talking. Vanisher. Keep talking. So, um, yeah, X-Men two. He stymied the original X-Men. Uh, not well. Keep talking. Uh, uh, there you go. Right up there. This one? That's that, the one. Oh, yeah. Look, oh, that's, that's terrible. Shittiest. Describe it, Mike, for anyone who can't uh, see Anyone it. who can't see this, the Vanisher's costume looks like a moving blanket <laughs> in green. He looks green. like a lizard dick. He does. He looks like a, uh, a bearded dragon without a cock. Yeah. <laughs> Stole Dr. Doom's cape. And, uh, yeah, that is a quilt. He, uh, he made his costume out of a... Um, yes, old, out of a, an old moving blanket. Green quilt. Yes. Okay. Great. Awesome. Uh, you had Matt Damon and Alan Tudyk were apparently the two hicks. Mm-hmm. At the arrival, when right. Cable arrives? Yep. Yeah, that, that I missed that completely. I recognize Alan Tudyk just because we have a kinship. kinship? Yes. Yeah. Right. Uh, but Matt Damon, I was like... That guy looks familiar. Who the fuck totally is that? Miss that. Um, is he the new Stan Lee? He's the cameo and everything. Thor and uh, yeah. Deadpool. So. You know, Matt Damon has been weirdly cameoing and shit since I think he's Euro homeless trip. now and he's just living on the lots uh, out in Universal and <laughs> he's, he's, He wants an obscure Marvel character. Oh, and his, ben Affleck is just sending him into various properties to see how it feels over let's there. See what sticks. It's just like, I clearly it's like I was already doing that. Can you check it out for yeah. me? Yeah. <laughs> you guys. I fucked up on Daredevil. I don't think they want me back. Ever. There was uh, Bill Skarsgård, which was great to see him. 
It himself. It himself. Uh, do we know who played Shatterstar? Was that someone of repute? I don't know. Shatterstar? No. But what a jerk. What a jerk. <laughs> Shatterstar seems like such a bag of dicks. He did. And not not in a fun, festive way. This guy, like... Uh, <laughs> uh, Terry Crews! I, I only know... No, Terry, Terry Crews was, was Bedlam. Bedlam. Yeah, Bedlam. Terry Crews was fucking amazing. Uh, he I'm, talked... Yeah. yeah, he said two words. He said literally two things. And you're yeah, like, I was great with that. <laughs> yeah, I was fine with everybody. Uh, and again, spoilers for those oh, and of Peter. You. I loved Peter. Peter, Peter, Peter was, was my favorite, very favorite part of X Force. Peter was great. Was, was Peter the dude from Dharma and Greg? No, that's a com- no. Uh, Peter is a, a comedian called Rob Delaney. Oh okay. Uh, oh, okay. I know yeah. Rob. Okay. I, I didn't recognize him. He but put on I, a few pounds yeah. for the role. And I was yeah. going to say, I would have yeah. rather seen Nick Offerman. Oh. Yeah. That yeah. He would have been perfect as Peter. Any Anytime I see that mustache, I'm like, well, I just wish it was but Nick. Yeah, that's exactly uh, yeah. it. I was saying, you know what? They couldn't afford Nick Offerman, so they got Peter. Yeah. But yeah. Peter is alive and well. He died in this movie, and he came back due to time travel. Yeah, so let's get into that for a quick second. Time travel takes a huge thing in this movie, and in the post-credits, they basically go back and undo everything that happened. Yes. Which begs the question, did Deadpool even happen? Because the girlfriend That's died. That's the question. Uh, so, sparking this whole event, would Cable have actually killed the little boy at that chance? So I'm of the mind that because Deadpool controlled the time and mm-hmm. went back he did go through that journey he did have the experience and he had the knowledge enough to go back to these specific points to fix everything including his fumble with green lantern oh, his yeah. fumble yes. with x-men origins then he he took care of literally everything yeah. so i'm pretty sure every literally he, every future little past detail. it yeah yeah he put a fucking bow yeah. on literally all of it and also set us up for a position where like we had all these pretty decent uh, A and B list stars rounding out X Force, and they died a la Psycho yeah. very quickly uh-huh. in the first minutes of it. But now they're back. But and, now we're going to have an X Force movie. No, oh, well, possibly. But I, Peter was the only one he saved. So long we Which, saw that he saved. I know, but I'm I'm mm. hoping that he's the only one that he saved. You just want oh. Peter to come. back I just for wanted X-Men. Peter to come back for X Force and everybody uh, else. Bring bring back the other X Force and Domino. Domino yeah. was excellent. Domino was great. Zazzy Beats. Domino. One of the coolest names. Domino and, and Cable. That's a movie. That's a movie. All that's on a its movie own. right there. Yeah, she I paves know. the way for his destruction. Uh, Lewis Tan played Shatterstar. Yes, cool. Is Shatterstar as annoying as he was in the comics? Is Shatterstar he- is a pansexual in the comics. Yeah. He got together with uh, another... No, he got together <laughs> with a mutant named Richter. Ah. Uh, but they made you... Um, it was one of those um, 90s kind of... Well, he's not really out, but, you know... Okay. So they're, they're kind of... A precursor hinting. to Iceman coming out? Yeah. Okay. Like Which, the guy from Alpha Flight? No, he came out. Well, yeah, like like they did, like John Byrne did with him. Okay. Right. So. Okay. So much history of the LGBT community and yes. comic books. Um, but yeah, he was he was fucking annoying in this movie, and I'm glad he died. Every all the, all the <laughs> annoying characters died except for Jugg- Juggernaut. Juggernaut was electrocuted in the final fight, but you could also see him rising, slowly climbing out at the of end the of the game. end credits. Uh, we had cameos from a bunch of the X Men in. A very brief scene where they as just, they slide the door yeah. shut. Yeah. 
Uh, Which would be great if the next X-Men movie, we just have them, oh, there's some noise, and they just close the doors, yep. and they go back to the movie, and it's just that scene. It's a reference, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, that'd be... That'd be great. Hey, guys, do that. Do that wherever you are. Yeah, hey, fucking suits, listen up. Hey, Fox <laughs> Marvel, you listening? Yeah, seriously. Actually, I think, it's, isn't it Sony or Fox? No, they still have some, but they still have some say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Marvel still has say. Yeah, it's in association with Marvel. That's that's the new uh, tag that's been on the front of the Venom trailer and this. It's a new tag, from what I can tell, because they used to just put like a different Marvel mm-hmm. front. Logo. Now they're like. They're associated with us, but this is not us. Yeah, they're they're associated. If if it sucks, we had nothing to do with it. Exactly. I want the table for a second to discuss a yes. little bit about the plot. There is yes. a little bit of a divide right now on the storyline of the fridging of the plot device of Deadpool. There are people that are upset that the woman only dies for the sake of furthering along the hero's plot, and they think who dies? Uh, the Venezia, mm-hmm. the girlfriend. And Venezia, I thought it was just Vanessa. Well, I like to Venezia, Venezia, Venezia Venezia del Toro. Dies in this movie for okay. the sake of furthering along girlfriend the, in the refrigerator. The syndrome. girlfriend gotcha. in the refrigerator. So some people are upset with Deadpool for making that a plot point in general. So, I want to bring that to the table. I want everyone's opinion on what they think about that. Before. Well, then, if I may, yeah. yes. Um, then Batman is bullshit because, I mean, they killed his mom, for God's sakes. She was a woman. Martha? Martha. Martha, yeah. Why'd you Martha. say that name? Martha. Why'd you say that name? Um, I, I'm of the mind that, like, there, there's a validity to that criticism in a lot of properties. I don't think this is one of them. No. Uh, you continually bring her back. She literally gets brought back to life. There's constant revisiting with her. And in terms of, like, this, this is, Fridging is a critique of films that do terrible representation of otherly characters other than just the straight white guy and Deadpool isn't even that. So uh, he's a burnt straight white guy. Well, he's a burnt pan guy. Uh, It's a thing where like she shows up so much and I think there's more depth and representation to it than fridging would imply. I think they saw some signs to it and were like, but I don't think that's the case in this. Ming? Yeah. uh, I mean, if I remember correctly, she helped take out some of the bad guys. No, she does not. She hides she behind. Hides? Yeah, she hides right. behind the couch. I, I mean, in a movie where you know they're making fun of cliches, I mean, this may be another one of them. But I'm not gonna get angered about it. I, I didn't. That didn't even cross my radar. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh, you already said. Uh, yeah, I said, and the the whole you know the fridging thing, going back to to Ron, everybody like pissing all over Ron Mars for you know killing Green Lantern, the new. Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern's uh, girlfriend, and sticking her in a refrigerator, which I think is awesome. <laughs> no, I don't. I, I thought it was it was actually really shocking, and you you were actually starting to care about this character, but then then yep. they killed her. So I I don't know. The 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 five minutes you get of Vanessa before she dies. From from moment one, because the movie is very predictable, you know she's gonna die. Every yeah. every shot of her, every close up of her, she's next to a window. So I'm always waiting for that bullet to just come through and kill her right as she's about to finish a sentence or before. Yeah. That being said, they took enough time in the movie and written really well with the chemistry from the first movie to you, for me, anyways, as a viewer, invest in the believability of the tragedy. Like I was like, okay, fine. There's enough weight that they gave in five minutes for me to 
understand that, okay, this is heavy shit for Wade. I'm on board with the cliche of killing the girlfriend and setting up a revenge plot. It's John Wick, but instead of the, with no dog. So, you know. No, you can't say that uh, Marina Baccarin is a dog. That's for damn sure. No. No. Far from it. Um, it, Please come on the show. Every every bit of the direction (laughs) and the framing of her during those first minutes are like, it reminded me of the old Looney Tunes cartoons where you would see, I guess it was the cellophane, where you had the background and then you'd see an object that you knew Mm -hmm. was going to move. It's ready to go. Yeah, the windows being there and just the setup, the beautiful lighting. When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? She looks so nice and lovingly towards him. She's probably going to get shot. Yeah. Yeah. I was just taking one in the forehead. Yeah. Waiting for that. Um, and you know, it. Uh, for, I understand the criticism, um, and I am with everyone else in the sense that, uh, for for me, if she had not died, then Deadpool would have had no growth because he already kind of didn't care about most people. He's the, she's the only one that he cared about. So I think her death motivated him to become a better human being and care about other well, people. Well, it, it was originally going to happen anyways because they were going to plan on having a family. Right. And also, too, the troop of killing a loved one, they use that in Atomic Blonde as well. If we want to <clears> reverse <throat> this whole thing, like the whole Charlize Theron is out because her lover is dead. You know? Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's it's not, not a, a terrible console. trope. No. If you kill someone that the protagonist loves, they're probably going to get mad. And in an action movie, that's a good catalyst. Yeah. So, it works. Uh, I don't know. I I put this one in the fuck it bucket. I, I don't think it was that. But I don't think that's the intention at all. Especially no. with the diverse cast and characters that you have in Deadpool 2. It's nothing, yeah. There's nothing sexist about it. There is just cliche. Yeah. That's a fact. It's a cliche move yeah. to just motivate the hero to do, like, again, like Mike Zapsik said, it, it motivates Batman. It motivates a lot of other superheroes mm-hmm. uh, to go out and get revenge. Kill Bill. Honestly, the power of love. is is yeah. her motivation. Look at Uncle too. Ben. Great power, great responsibility. Exactly. Uncle Ben dies. Uncle Ben. But I mean, they let Aunt May live. So reverse fridging. That's called yeah. freeze ring. <laughs> yeah, the Jedi were right though. Form no attachments. If you're gonna, if you're gonna, one was right. If you operate at Makes this level, advice for moving through the world. Form <laughs> no attachments. <laughs> no one will kill your I, loved I ones. I don't operate at this level where I go out and you know whatever you know a contract you do killer. Have three That's what a contract killer would say though. Man. Yeah. yeah, I know. Right. Two katanas and three lightsabers. Where were you at the top of this podcast? Yeah. No attachments. Not for Hawkeye and his stupid farm. <laughs> Not for Deadpool. So that's all I'm saying. Hawkeye and a stupid farm. farm. Yes. You heard it here first. <laughs> yes, That's did. the subtitle of With the next Avengers movie. movie. <laughs> Hawkeye and a stupid ass fucking farm. Uh, it, it has robbed me of Hawkeye in New York and having my Matt Fraction on TV, on film. Mm. It's bothersome. <laughs> and I'm petty about it. I don't blame you. This is the Ultimate Hawkeye, and in my opinion, Ultimate Hawkeye sucked. Sucked. Um, Did you guys, uh, is there anything you guys didn't like about the movie? And we'll go in this circle. Brendan? Come back to me on that. That's always a harder one. No, I mean, I... there may have been a, some slight joke recycling, but come on. <laughs> that's a, that's very minor. No, I, I love the movie through and through. Okay. Uh, there was there were, again, the jokes. Um, there were some that, that didn't land at all. Mm-hmm. And, um, I mean, the... Uh, other than, you know, a little bit more of the same from the first movie, which, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's superhero fatigue, but it's like, all right, we... You know, been there, done that. Parody so, fatigue. Yeah, a little bit. 
I'm on the same boat. I would say the baby feet bit was a bit too long. I thought I was like, all right, get to the point because all, that scene is all about. They were really like, come on, let's see its cock. <laughs> it's just like, let's get to the point of them having the same objective, basically. that was The, the scene is for them to team up. Yeah. And it took the whole baby bit to go through a basic instinct joke, to go through another joke, to go through, oh, he's walking. They were a little precious. It, was, it, it took mm-hmm. a long time. Uh, not enough cable, but that's a personal thing just because there's a lot in that movie. We don't need the cable backstory in there. Yeah. But I would have liked to shout out to who his parents were just to inform the novices watching this movie. He's from the future, which, by the way, a pro, time traveling looks painful as fuck and cool as hell in this movie. Yeah. That I, was great. I, Whatever I, that, however that works. That little twisty And he just goes, Wah! The thermostat on his wrist that, that caused awesome. him immense pain. Mm-hmm. Time yeah. travel was badass in this yeah. movie. It was very steampunk. It was yeah. very I steampunk. Like steampunk. Awesome. Bev, so. what, anything? Um, there were moments where if you're going to have a plot and you're going to have a story and you're going to have heart, then let those moments breathe because there's enough humor and enough meta in this movie to just satisfy me. That, like, for instance, when he was dying, I didn't need that long of a comeback of him dying and trying. Like 14 times? Like the 14 yeah. times, I felt that kind of dragging a little bit. There was other moments that I can't remember. That was the most specific moment. I remember going... <laughs> Come on. I mean, he's actually try and have a human moment for a second. If you're going to do this is this is when I thought, you know what? The marketing of Deadpool is stronger than this mm-hmm. because you're trying to give him heart when he just works so much better as comedic relief and trolling people than trying to have a journey of him as a character. Um, I also thought that they underused Negasonic Teenage Warhead, and she's a fellow Texan, and I I loved her, and I interviewed her, and she was really nice. So I was excited to see her based on the interview that we had. Actually, Brendan was with me that yeah. we had of her. She um, was super cool, she and was she was nice. not yeah. she was not played as much as I would have liked to have seen her being. Yeah, played. they showed off her girlfriend for the whole yeah, movie. That's yeah, yeah, and it. that was that was cool and fine and stuff, and I liked, but I like the banner of Deadpool and Negasonic Teenage Warhead. Like there, I would have liked to seen a little bit more of it. I would have liked to see. It seemed like they were going with Cable to have more to be the one that has the emotional anchor to it. He's there for a purpose. He's in pain. He's grieving. They could have done more with that. Two. Uh, besides, besides that, everything else was fine. Domino, Domino, Domino. Domino was great. Domino was great. We'll get into Domino right after this. Um, I think my critiques would just be like they they needed to kill their darlings a little bit and let some some moments be shortened, some moments breathe, and like part of it. Part of where it got tonally wonky, and I think this goes into what Victoria is saying, is like... Who? Sorry. Uh, My friend Victoria was talking about this earlier. But um, it was something where, like, just the archetype of who Deadpool is is better in small doses. It's like a key bump of cocaine versus two hours of doing cocaine. You heard that here, kids, on Facebook. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It just makes... It's the medium is a little bit wrong. My dad is watching this, goddamn. Damn it. And, and he's doing two hours worth of cocaine and he's angry and he ain't sharing with me um, Domino I think one of the reasons that we missed out on Negasonic Teenage Warheads is because we had so much Domino and her powers were fucking amazing Yeah, even though they're b- dumb and stupid yeah. it was awesome as hell Yeah, it was dumb, stupid, awesome as hell it was uh, what I wanted in my comic book I want to have those powers. I want to have good luck. luck. Yeah, yeah who wouldn't want awesome. it? It's know, right? great. The sequence of how she gets to point A to point B was 
So good. Oh, so may good. I just say uh, also one other thing? Shatterstar is uh, the supposed time traveling child of Long Shot and Dazzler. Really? Yeah. Wait, what? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. No. Wow. Newbies, Mike here. Yeah. Bringing Wait, Longshot got the. De- I thought Longshot was gay. First of all, no, Longshot's no. well. And, I mean, I mean sorry, not that there's anything wrong with that. But, he's and then, pansexual. And then, and then come got, on, I thought everybody. He, uh, and then he got the Dazzler, which means he's really his luck was really working that day. So, yeah. yeah, and he has yeah, luck. Good looking power, dude, so. but okay. So yeah, okay. Very Brian <laughs> oh, Adams looking um, back in the 1981. Sure. All right, and is a time traveler. Ming, give us some uh, domino background. You've been looking at that for yeah, a bit. Yeah, I know. You've been jerking that off to that. Awesome. I know. Like, look at that. Ming domino, a, a cooler long shot, some may say, but <laughs> yeah, so, way cooler. So, what's the story? So, on what's the story domino? on Domino, Ming? The story on Domino. I don't, Mike. Give me the story on Domino. Okay, oh, okay here we go. Don't right. ask me. Ask the. <laughs> there you go. We got Mike Zapstick here. Domino was. I was giving you a chance, Ming. To Thank flex you. Flex your muscle. No, I, the muscle's right here. Okay, Domino was um, a partner of Cable okay. back before X Force. They were in a. Uh, I think it was called the Wild Pack. Okay. Uh, team of mercenaries who went and did. You mean a the whole six pack? Six pack. There you go. I'm sorry, Wild Pack. I'm I'm thinking something else. <laughs> It's, they're, they're still kind of wild. Okay. So uh, the six-pack. And it was a bunch of mercenaries. Cable was their leader, and she was a sometime love interest of Cable. Really? Yes. Nice. Uh, she has probability-altering powers, um, sort of an aura around her that affects statistics. Okay. You know, um, do, do you remember how the Scarlet Witch has those powers in the comics, not on the, the big screen? Yeah, I know. Because it seems a little too... Weird, but guess what? Works over here. Yeah. So yeah. also, first appearance, New Mutants '98. There you go. Oh, good job, Mike. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, great. And so she's a sometimes love of Cable. Excellent. She's sometimes movie. love love of Logan movie. too, because I feel like I feel like Wolverine has screwed everybody well, in the X Men. Why universe. would we do that when we could have? Whatever the hell they're coming up with next at Fox. <laughs> That's true. I'm so enthused. Marvel's X-Force? Here's a question for the table. After seeing how good this turned out, does it give you a new sense of vigor for New Mutants and Dark no, Phoenix? No, it doesn't change the their, their dramatic their dramatic points are always sluggish, can be sluggish based on their execution and how they want to market it or whatever. Fox is still in the shitter when it comes to comic book movies, as well as Sony. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter how many times they... For one good one, they have three Spider-Man movies that will always suck. So so what's interesting to me is I I was talking to my friend Matt Turkle, who I went to see the movie with. His boyfriend. Yeah, my my bestie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we were talking about how a lot of the Fox movies have fucking tanked. Mm. Then I went through the list of the Fox movies, including Deadpool uh, in this. It's a lot more hits than misses. Mm -hmm. You have Wolverine. Uh, Origins as a shit-tastic movie. You have Apocalypse, I would say, was not great. And X3 as not great. I'd say Days of Future Past is on the good side, but almost falling through. Uh, First Class is good. The Wolverine's good. Uh, X1 and 2 are good. Logan Logan and the Deadpools are good. Mm -hmm. Now, Sony has shat the bed quite a few times, and uh, I don't think they're breaking even. Uh, you have. Oh, you're also well, forgetting about the, the Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. 
All four all of them. But I'm not going to include that within the X-Men universe True. because there's no crossovers. There is no there is no, no cro- crossovers, but it's a Marvel. But if I am talking about the studio, yeah. yes, you are right. Yeah. yeah. You're right, you're right, you're right. But in terms of the X-Verse, they're doing pretty, they're pretty all right. right. And yet, I still can't get excited for either New Mutants or... The X-Men, it's a hard sell now because after Apocalypse, there's, it's really hard to, to go somewhere now with the X-Men if they're really timid about going anywhere without Jennifer Lawrence or James McAvoy or Michael Fassbender or Hugh Jackman, for that matter. Like, it's so, they were always afraid of going outside of that comfort zone for all these movies. Now they don't have a Logan. It's up to them to make fucking Cyclops and Jean Grey interesting, which is not that hard. No, it's really not. <laughs> no. <laughs> Just focus you know, on them. Yeah. You know what? Exactly. You know what? Take their strengths or actually take their weaknesses and make them their strengths. It's it's the perfect, you know, You know what makes the X-Men business great? Plan. Teamwork. Teamwork. Yeah. It's, they have tried to make star vehicles out of an ensemble movie. Yeah. And I think that has fucked them over a couple times. It's worked It's worked for them as well as ruined the X-Men. Yeah. yeah. In I mean, the comics and in the movies. Grab grab an unknown. Grab, grab an unknown who is great at what he does. Yes. Grab, do that. Grab a David Ray or a Brendan Sokler. Exactly. <laughs> Make you Cyclops. I'll Beautiful. take it. All that right. sounds good. Who do they have in there now? They, it's Ready the, Player One guy. Yeah, it's the lesser oh. Miles Teller. Um, <laughs> yeah. He's, he seems fine, but in that role, I can't care. Better yet, find a kid who's 15 like Tom Holland. Yeah. How old's that kid? Mm-hmm. No, he's uh, 22. 22? Now he's 22. So I have to shave. But when he first started... And he was 21. He was 21? When is yeah. Well, so, no, because he's 22 now. He's 22, yeah. so he was like Nin- 19, 19 in Civil I'd War. Find someone who's 17 who can grow into the role. Start him as Slim Summers, for God's sake. Slim. And then get... Scrawny. Then get that girl who was in It, who's like 14 or 15 now, Jean and Grey. let her grow into the role as Jean Grey. And get Adam Driver as Henry McCoy. <laughs> that you don't have to put anything on him. Just to, just let him be. Just let him be Adam Driver. Take his shoes off. Oh, barefoot. Question no. for everyone at the table: With all the trolling that Ryan Reynolds is doing to Hugh Jackman, do you think Ryan Reynolds will win and actually get Hugh Jackman to be in a Deadpool movie? No, no, no? Uh, because I think Marvel DC will buy uh, DC. Uh, Marvel and Disney will buy that universe before that happens. And then they'll appear within that. And then universe. Deadpool will only make MCU cameos. Yes. Yeah. No. That that no. That ain't happening. No. It's not happening. Not happening. I just don't think there's time. Yeah. There's not there's enough time. time. Jackman's what fifty four. Yeah. I, he's six hundred years old. <laughs> uh, he's as old as he has as many abs. He can still uh, bench all of us. Yes, he can. I don't. I don't know. Ryan Reynolds fought really long for Deadpool to happen, and now he is trolling. And he told a reporter, he's like, "Look, I will troll Hugh Jackman." Until I get Hugh Jackman to show up in my movie, so if there I kinda, was announced I have, for he'll, Deadpool three, I would feel much better about that possibility than right now. But Hugh Jackman, he might just appear as Hugh Jackman, not as Logan or Wolverine. It'll yeah. just be how about Hugh he's, Jackman? He's yeah. the greatest show, the world's greatest showman. Exactly, that'd be great. Yeah. Oh, that'd be he awesome. Sings and dances. Yeah, that'd yeah. be fantastic. Yeah. Australia, yeah, yeah. yeah. Australia. Don't be Van Helsing. Who cares? Just get Hugh Jackman to be in the movie. That's gonna be that. I that I'd find more likely. Yeah. Because I don't think Wolverine's showing up in there. He has a three-way with... It's Wade, Wade's Lady, and Hugh Jackman. Dreams come true. Credits. <laughs> That's well, the porn. You're welcome, Suits. <laughs> wow. For fuck's sake. 
Yeah, there's your billion dollar idea. <laughs> yeah, no. We're, What's next? How about the the X rated superhero movie? That'll work. After That'll with top work. billing. Oh yeah, when God. the X Men show up in the Avengers, uh, maybe we'll maybe he will be. Yeah, I want to no, play I don't too. Think so yeah, I play too. I think I don't know. I mean, Hugh Jackman said he would come back if he got to have a team up, team up with the Hulk, which I'm sure also burns right. Ryan Reynolds. He's like Hulk, no, not you Deadpool. Fight. No, you because it's the very first. I mean, it's an homage. Yeah. yeah. So appearance. yeah, you got to do it. That'd be awesome. And plus, seeing that version of the fastball special is like, yeah, I want that. We yes. all want that. Yeah. Uh, I think we're climaxing with the threesome of Hugh Jackman <laughs> and Deadpool. Um, so uh, let's see. If you had any place where – where do you want to see Deadpool go from here? Um, Mike Zapsick. Oh, God. You had to start with me. Start yeah. – no, end with me. All right. Please. Go Did, with Ming. Ming, what you got? Oh, you, team-ups. You know, uh, I'm, I'm more Deadpool cable, mm-hmm. but – uh, those are, I don't I later. Those What's Spar- the next movie you want to see? Deadpool Spider Man would be cool, but I don't know if that's ever going to happen. You know, but <laughs> Mike's shaking his head. But you know the the, the quips, man. And, and Marvel. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Super suits, yeah. lawyers, <laughs> legal, suits. legal documents. I would. That's what I want to see. It ain't right. going to happen. But that's that's. Uh, no, I mean we're swinging for the fences here. Yes, yeah. David Ray. I think uh, uh, the MCU Phase Four through eleven hundred. Can be infinite Deadpool cameos. We don't need a, a movie of Deadpool anymore. I feel. I think having. I, him, I'm with him on that. Having a cameo in in the next Infinity War or the next whatever in the Avengers or whatever when they cross over with the X Men, Deadpool's going to be there. It just doesn't have to focus on Deadpool. Deadpool could soften blows, can deflate situations, laughs here and there, and then continue with a superhero movie. Batman. Yeah. What, uh, what yeah. <laughs> Did you just call me Batman? I, I called you Bevan, but I had my hand under my chin, so it kind of muffled everything. Like, I mean, I'll, t- I'll take Bevan. it, too. Um, no, I mean, it goes back to what I said as, as the criticism of Deadpool. I don't necessarily need a Deadpool movie. Um, I, I need Deadpool to troll every obnoxious superhero cliche for the end of time, because I think that's what he does well. I think, again, the marketing of Deadpool is better than the film of Deadpool, both times, I thought this thing. rather than two hours of cocaine. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. And again, I think he just works really, really, really well in small dosages. And I think Ryan Reynolds really does enjoy the marketing of Deadpool <laughs> as just as much as he enjoys filming of Deadpool. So if I didn't get a Deadpool 3, but I would, I was going to get more Deadpool in the MCU, on social media, on in commercials, trolling Hugh Jackman... Yes, I want more of the mid-credit scenes where they're just one and done. They make their point. They're out. They, that's when everyone in the audience laughed the hardest. Was actually the mid-credit scene. Everyone was dying in the mid-credit stuff. Okay, Mike, I'm I'm curious to hear what you have because I have an idea in my mind. And I'm curious whether we're having the same one. What you got? I like what you're thinking. I, I like what you both were saying. Uh, for me, absolutely. Gravity is the soul of wit. Get in, get out. Boom, boom, boom. He's all over the place. That's great. Yeah. Ensemble casts are, you know what? You don't have to be the solo player. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cyclops was is great in the X-Men, but when you try to take him out and, and give him his own movie, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Or his own comic. There are some, some people don't need their own comic. I never thought that Deadpool did. Wolverine didn't have his own comic for the first Jesus, let me see. He had a mini series in 1984. 
the Frank separate, Miller one. Yeah, right? separate yeah. from the X-Men. And it was long after John Byrne was... And John Byrne is the one who made Wolverine the star of the X-Men. Mm-hmm. So, because Dave Cockrum didn't know how to, how to deal with him. And Chris Claremont didn't know how to write him. Hmm. Ever. No, he never did. But John Byrne's like, we're going to make him this crazy little feral man, and he's going to just go up against Cyclops, and we're going to have this love triangle, and it's going to be great. Melodrama. Uh, that's what you need. You need, yeah, you need to be in and out. Boom, boom. You know, just because a studio thinks that they can milk something to death doesn't mean that you should milk right. something to death. So you don't need a Deadpool 3. We don't need another Spider-Man movie. So, no. We don't need another Wolverine be, movie. No. I'm going to be the only one pitching a Deadpool movie. <laughs> okay, yes. great. I want, Pitch it. with the acquisition, mm-hmm. Deadpool kills the Marvel Universe. I want him at the top of this movie to get the Infinity Gauntlet, uh-huh. and it sets up some type of situation where he has to kill the Marvel Universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then... You get him interacting about maybe a third of the movie in, much like how Thor was just Thor until a third of the movie in. He intersects with Hulk. You have him intersect with Wolverine, mm-hmm. and then it becomes a buddy comedy. So it's not just him. It's Wolverine and Deadpool killing the Marvel, Marvel Universe. Universe. And then at the end of it, you have him snap with the Infinity Gauntlet. Everything goes back. It's an else world, even though it's not an else world. And you just see— It's a what if? It's a what if, and you see Deadpool and Wolverine walking off into the sunset to the sad Hulk music. Maybe Hulk's there walking with the sad Hulk music. Can can they all three of them be holding hands? All three of them are holding hands, and then in the cutscenes, maybe they're fucking. (laughs) Maybe. So, maybe. Maybe. So, that's my pitch. If if I may. (laughs) Oh, certainly. As as a studio head, as a fucking suit. (laughs) What else you got? (laughs) So. I I don't want to see that because. That would destroy so many children. That would. I mean, anyone who had the shitty parents, like the people who brought their kid to <laughs> Mother that last of one. the Year. Mother oh my of God. the fucking year. I just do, I couldn't even believe that there was kids in my theater. I was so. like, are you kidding me right now? Do you know what this is rated? So I think one of the takeaways is don't bring your fucking children huh. to Deadpool. No, no, no don't fucking. Unless bring you're them. Mike Zapsic, then, you know. Be like, holy shit. All right, but teenagers are different than 10 year olds, 8 year olds. 12 year old, you know, but. 12 12 in 2018. All right, yeah. (laughs) They've seen some shit. They've looked up porn by the I listened to Eminem when I was 12. I knew a thing or two. All right. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, With that in mind. Yeah, any pluggerooskies that anyone wants to throw down? Yeah. Ming. Uh, yeah, I'll uh, be at Comic Palooza in Houston this weekend. Uh, what? May twenty fifth to the twenty seventh. May twenty fifth, Friday night, eight to midnight. After party at Coral Sword. Everybody, come on out. Uh, we're doing a twenty four hour live Twitch stream for charity. Hope to have some uh, pretty cool people stop by for that. Um, I have to ask them first, but we'll see what happens. But uh, come on out if you've not been there. Thirteen eighteen Telephone Road, Houston, Texas. But uh, yeah, more importantly, Comic Palooza. Everybody. Woohoo! You want to twitch from here, Ming? I'll do that for you. <laughs> oh yeah, we could do. We could find it. Cool. Set that up. Also on Wednesday, I will be at the Secret Stash interviewing Ming and Mike on behalf of Den of Geek at nine thirty in the morning. Why are you leaving? You're giving me this look already. I am Ming. leaving, but if you can get me, I may get out of there by like ten thirty. Fine, I will <laughs> I show up at nine flight. if you can want. You? Okay. Fine. Right, I guess better. nine a.m. <laughs> Oh fuck! <laughs> right. He's already up. Mike yeah, gets up at like five. He's a he's an Iron Man. I I do get up at five. All right, so, then it's done. happening. You can do that, then we'll do nine a.m. Okay. We nine will be there. there. All right, we roll it. Cameras up at nine. All right. Cameras up at nine. 
I'm just going to be around if you you might see me in Brooklyn. Who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, if you're in Boston on Saturday, I'll be at a wedding in the public library. <laughs> see you there. <laughs> All right, crash it, folks. <laughs> All right, everyone, I'm Brendan Silkler. Wait, hold on. Oh, what? I'm Please, thank you guys. Well, no, are I'm, you... I'm still him. <laughs> You're still... <laughs> no, he... I swear to God, he is Brendan Sokler. <laughs> Hold on. We want to thank everyone for watching, but please, please visit a shared universe podcast studio.com and like and follow them. Please follow and like and share the adultish page. Yes. We really appreciate those likes. Also, and thanks again for sticking around those who did on the two strikes of technical difficulties oh, we had Christ, this evening. Yes. So I really appreciate the people that stuck around. And if you missed today's episode, don't worry. We understand you were pissed. <laughs> We're sorry. We're t- no, we're not sorry. Go fuck yourself. No, we're having some you. problems, man. <laughs> I'm still Brendan Sokler. I'm still David Ray. <laughs> I'm Michael Zapsek. Ming Chun. And I'm Bevan, everyone. Thank you so much for watching, listening. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.